When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode, Kiss of Death podcast, number one Rockets podcast for the Fans First Sports Network. We have got a full house tonight, if you will. That's Jeremy Brenner, that's Pops, to discuss the dominant win inside of Toyota Center tonight. Rockets win 105 to 86 over the defending champs for the second time in two weeks. Uh, Jeremy, let's get this out of the way now. Congrats to Lewis Brown and myself for the perfect sports day. Rockets win, Cougars win, Dolphins win, Horns win. That's a 4-0 day for the Brown House. So congrats to all of us. Jeremy, U of H beats UCF tomorrow as well. So we're going to go 5-0. So I'll text you tomorrow after that game as whoa, well. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Cougars are two touchdown underdogs tomorrow, Mike. That's fine. We're going to win tomorrow because, oh, well, be... University of Houston is America's football team, so they will are, definitely are, – are they now? Are well, they now? you know, self, self-described. self uh, But we're not here to talk about Dolphins, Cougars, all of that. We're here to talk Rockets basketball. Jeremy, you called it the other night. Rockets had to have this one for the tournament, the in-season tournament, which I have been on record saying I hate. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. You seem to be more of a fan of it than I, so this was great for the Rockets. What I look at it as is it was a great win for the Houston Rockets. Dominant win. I mean, the Nuggets got close in the fourth. They got it down to nine. Rockets then ballooned that lead. Over Denver, great win for the Rockets tonight. Yeah, you know, I'm a fan of the tournament, but I'm more of a fan of a W pod and the Rockets getting their eighth win of the year. Isn't the win eight, right? Eight and six. Um, all of Rockets are now eight and home. six. All these wins coming at home. Uh, yeah, Rockets take care of business at home. Uh, they need one more win. If they win Tuesday, they are in the knockout round. So 
That is easy maths. Uh, and if they lose, there's still a chance they can get in. There's a lot of, you know, potential craziness that can happen. Um, and, and of course, this is assuming that the Clippers beat the Pelicans tonight. If that happens, though, we'll have a five-way tie for the group, which every team will be two and two. Rockets, Mavericks, Nuggets, Clippers, Pelicans. And then it will come down to point differential and then points after that if that's the case. But that's why tonight winning by the amount of points the Rockets won by, I think it was a 19-point a victory, that's really going to help the Rockets' chances if it does come down to point differential. They didn't just win this game. Mike and Pops, they came and dominated. And that's what you like to see. You know, yeah, and there was a point during that fourth quarter where um, it seemed like they were taking the foot off the gas a little bit. They weren't as aggressive as they could have been, I think. Um, but I-, I would say Jabari Smith came in in that fourth quarter. Um, and then when he checked in, he kind of added a little bit more juice to what the Rockets were doing in that fourth quarter. And I do think that was a big part of why the Rockets put this one away and have another tally in the W column. Totally agree. Pops, it looks like you're hanging out at the house. Are you not at Academy in line to buy your Shangoon jersey or no? No, not yet. I got to hold off. But, Jeremy, I got to ask you a question. You you seem to really understand this this tournament thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What is the bottom line of the whole thing? So I, I personally think that the bottom line of the whole thing is to get – international fans a little bit more acclimated to the NBA because it is very, you know, this is very common that we see this in, um, in international sports leagues and all of that. Um, And I also think it's, it's, look, it's money. At the end of the day, it's money, 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 and a little bit more money. That's why the NBA is truly doing this. And it's out excitement for those fans that may not necessarily be tuning in to the early parts of the season. So like you and I and, and, and Mike, you know, people that have, you know, had a daily or every game podcast for the past 400 plus games, you know, like the tournament isn't necessarily for people like us um, because we're going to tune in whether this Rockets team is good or where they were last year or the year before that or the year before that. Um, we're tuning in regardless. So for us, it's like, you know, it's just another game. And, and yes, it's just another game for another schedule, but it does add that little bit of intrigue um, for that schedule. And look, for teams like the Rockets, though, what it can do for the teams itself, like it adds a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, I guess, oomph, if you will, for lack of a better term. You know, for a team like the Nuggets, and look, Denver, the, the defending champions and all that, but they, they've struggled to start this year. And I think that a little bit of that has to do with the fact that they aren't putting maybe as much emphasis on these tournament games. Whereas for the Rockets, it's given them an opportunity, a platform, if you will, to, to really like get some like playoff atmosphere games under their belt. And they can use this to benefit them down the road. So that's why I'm hoping they can beat Dallas and then they can advance in this tournament because if they're able to do that, they are going to get some playoff like games that don't necessarily count towards the playoffs, obviously but they'll be able to use those and maybe apply it for when they do make the playoffs, hopefully uh, in April. All right. I was just curious. That's a good point. Uh, looking at the box score tonight, gentlemen, Jabari had 16. He was a plus 16 in 38 minutes. 
Dylan Brooks only had eight points. He was a plus eight. Alperin Shangoon, 21-14-8 tonight against the Joker. He did have five turnovers, but that's okay. Uh, Fred Van Fleet, 17-11. and 11. He was a ridiculous plus 30 tonight on the court. Jalen Green with another good game. He was an even on the plus-minus scale, 25 points. He did have six rebounds, two assists, two steals. Jeremy, to you. My thing about the game tonight was it felt really well balanced. Aaron Holiday had another good night tonight. He's not scoring a ton of points, but he had seven points off the bench. Tari Eason had seven points. All four guys off the bench, Jeff Green, Tari Eason, Jay Sean Tate, Aaron Holiday. All four guys, Jay, or, uh, Jeff Green only played eight minutes. All four guys were a positive in the plus minus. They were doing their job tonight. Everybody did their job tonight, it felt like, Jeremy. Is that accurate or no? This team is starting to look like they are figuring out their roles and how they how they work off of each other, right? Um, like Fred's the guy, he's yeah. he's gonna he's gonna set the table and he keeps he takes care of the ball. Only one turnover tonight uh for Fred with eleven assists. Great. Uh, that that sounds sounds like good basketball to me, guys. Yeah, it does. Like a good basketball night for me for from Fred. And you know, he sets things up nicely for everyone else. That's something that like, you know, and if you want to compare like Shangun to Jokic, right? Cuz that's a a comparison that we've often made, you know, as Rockets fans and as podcasters of this team. Um, you know, if you want to compare the rest of the lineup, you know, Fred is their Jabal Murray, you know, comparison. And you can tell by this like this game especially that the rock uh, that the Nuggets really missed Jamal Murray because what happened tonight? Like Jokic got his, Jokic got his. He had what 38, 38 tonight, and then uh, the rest of the team had uh forty eight. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And and out of those forty eight, twenty of those were KCPs, and fourteen were Michael Porter. So outside of those guys, um, that's fourteen points for the rest of the roster outside of those three guys. Jamal Murray sets everyone up really nicely. And that's what Fred does for the Rockets. And and Fred's also there. And I think he had, what, three or four threes tonight. Oh, yeah, three of five from three. So, like, that's his role. Jalen's role, he's got to go and be aggressive with his shots. And he's taking not only the right – he's taking smart shots. And that's something that we didn't see a whole lot of when he was out in California. And we heard on the broadcast – I'm not sure if y'all were able to pick up on the broadcast, but – um. Vanessa said that on the on the way home from Golden State, uh, Ime Udoka and Jalen Green had the conversation, a little film session. He's like, these are all the shots that you could have taken, but you chose not to. And on Wednesday, he was taking those shots. Tonight, he was also taking those shots. And that's why you get, that's why you get 25 from Jalen Green. That's what Jalen Green is there to do. Jalen Green's out there to get you 20 plus a night. And that's what he did tonight. And that's why the Rockets won. So you're seeing that Shangun is doing what Shangun does. Jabari out there, strong defensively, strong on the boards, especially. Um, and then, of course, you got Tari, Dylan, those guys that are adding your defensive intensity to the roster. The team is starting to figure out their roles, figuring out how to play with each other, and it's only going to get better as the season goes on. Exactly. I think, that, I think that's fair. Pops, I, I like this, this, comp, this comp from Tari to Charles Oakley. I think they're very different players. I don't think the player comp is great here, 
but the mindset is similar to me. You and I, Jeremy, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I watched a decent amount of Charles Oakley because I love Charles Oakley. Tari Eason brings that type of vibe to this team that I think was so desperately needed. I like that comp. I like that mindset of a Charles Oakley being brought to Houston because that's what we needed last year. Because the last couple seasons, this team has been, I mean, just downright bad. It's, you know, the, the I think, um, you know, Brooks, Brooks is the guy who I think has kind of instilled some, some toughness back in this team, you know? Oh yeah. And, you know, I watched Oakley when y'all were, you know, y'all were little, not that young, but you know, Charles Oakley was that guy who was going to do whatever it took and he'll give you 10, 15 points a game. But he, I mean, that guy was tough as nails. And that's what Easton is giving you right now is someone who is going to come in and lock down. And I think when you've got Easton and Brooks playing at the same, I love watching that. I, I love watching that mm. because this team is so much better defensively with those two guys on the floor. Totally agree. Jeremy, tonight, uh, Rocket shot 42% from three and sub 15 turnovers. Another night, another W pod where the Rockets turn the ball over very little, shoot the ball well from three, they're going to win games. And it happened again tonight against the defending champs. I mean, yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that we locked down our playoff ticket package a couple weeks ago when we were at the game. Got in early, if you will. Got that early bird pricing because this is a playoff team. And as Jim points out, Jabari quietly having an incredible season so far. Uh, most packed I've seen Toyota Center in a long time. The vibes were immaculate. Jeremy, I know, I don't know if you're still in Houston. You may be back in Orlando, but the vibes around this team are up there again. What a concept. Build a good team and you, you sell tickets. Shocking. What a concept. Build it, they will come, right, Jeremy? It's not yeah, happening. And I- and it's not happening at NRG Stadium, but that's a question. Yeah. That's a that's a conversation for a different podcast. But Listen, continue. I think I think that the fact that you, you know the Rockets had a lot going for them tonight and able to pack Toyota Center, obviously it being a holiday um, and it being at home against the defending champions. Maybe the tournament is also on that list of reasons as to why the Rockets were able to fill some seats tonight. Um, but I think the main reason is you have a good team. You have a team that people want to pay money for to go and see. And I think that that is the number one key. And, and yeah, this team is an exciting team to watch because not only are they able to, you know, there's a lot of different brands of basketball that are, are, I guess, fun to watch. Um, but to me, I've always been big on defense and I, prefer to watch a really good defensive team than maybe a team that's super strong offensively. Nothing wrong against a team that is incredible offensively and is able to drop 130 a night. Um, that's also very fun. But to me, fun is winning and winning is defense. 
and that's what the Rockets are doing. 86 points tonight, guys. Mm. 86 points. Like, when was the last time the Rockets gave up less than 90 in a game? I don't yeah. think they've done that this year. Yeah, that's – no. I mean, that's a good point. And good good buddy of mine, Sean Levin. They have 91 on, yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah. Like, they, they are winning. Like, that's – you know, that's how you create sustainable winning, right? And then, okay, so, like, in, in eight of the wins this year, all eight wins, uh, set, five of them have been under 100. And then that Pelicans game was 101. So you're you're giving up 101 or less in most mm. of your wins this year. The, the first Nuggets game they had was 104. So they are winning games defensively. And that, that to me, is why I see that this start of the season is able to be sustained throughout the rest of the year. Or at least you would – it gives me more hope that this – that this streak that they're on or this stretch that they're, they're dealing with is sustainable because they are like, if you, if you're offensively and you're hot, you're just hot for a week or two, it's eventually going to catch up to you. But defense, that's not something that's like a hot streak. You don't get hot defensively. Like it's defensively is a team effort. You put in the work and it's a night in night out basis. And that is how Ime Udoka is building this team. And that's how you build a winner. It's, you know, like teams like um, Indiana. Indiana is the number one offense right now, but they're the number 28 defense. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to hold that up. They're nine and six right now. That's essentially what the Rockets are at this point um, in the Eastern Conference. So teams like that, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to withstand, you know, the rest of the East. There's some really talented defensive teams in that Eastern Conference that they're going to have to go through. And for the Rockets in the West, like, Minnesota. Minnesota is a great example of a team that is strong defensively, and that's why they are number one in the West right now. Like Minnesota is number one in the West, but I feel like that is sustainable because they are winning games defensively, and they also have a guy like Anthony Edwards is able to be that you know that go-to scorer. If Jalen Green can be Houston's Anthony Edwards, there you go. Like that. That is your formula to advancing further in these Western Conference standings. I like let, let me ask you a question. I was thinking, and Jeremy, have you heard any any of the rumors about them trying to package what's Oladipo and maybe Landale that, you know, Capella's been kind of thinking about coming back? Have you heard any of that at all? I mean – you're you're hearing a lot. I'm not gonna pretend to be some kind of like insider here or anything like that. I think Oladipo makes sense as someone um, as someone that can they can hold on to for a potential trade package, but only to match salaries. Um, Capella is a kind of guy that I could see them going after maybe um, in in some kind of you know because that if you're looking at maybe a weak spot on the roster, maybe you could use a little bit more rim protection um, in, in that second unit. Um, so that that's like Capella is not necessarily um, like Capella is a guy that would make sense in that kind of role. Here's, here's what I'll throw back to you pops. And this is like kind of what uh, deters me away from a guy like Clint Capella, right? He's got two years left on his deal. He's making twenty million this year, twenty-two million next year. No options. You want to pay a guy like that and have him be on the bench? Yes. Or do you, see? To me, 
I don't personally think that that is where the Rockets are trying to, uh, like, I don't think that's personally a good value contract to get a guy that's making 20 something million dollars to be on the bench with land. Like Landale is better value at his couple million dollars. Um, and he's not as good as Capella, but you know, and, and look, maybe Tillman will want to open the bank a little bit more. He's already gotten this far and the Rockets are where they're at. But I, I would expect the Rockets to maybe look at some other options if they were to even look in that route. I think it's still a little too early to think about any kind of trades for this roster um, because they're still trying to figure it out. And look, Jock Landale tonight, um, you know, he's kind of fallen out of the rotation a little bit. He's not playing as much as he was at the beginning of the season. I think tonight he was a DNP. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, you want to have someone that's able to be a, a center when you get lineups that uh, when you when you face other teams that have that center, um, and and on, on a night like tonight, you would have maybe wanted someone to have uh, some def- some defense on Jokic. That being said, though, they seem to be doing just fine with yeah. the group that they got on Jokic. So I would say it, it's more likely in a playoff scenario um, for them to maybe target like having Jabari Smith as like that backup five, someone that is able to play in that second unit, like. If Jabari Smith were to be the first one out of the line, like they they sub out Jabari maybe four or five six minutes into the game, put Tari in as your as your four, and then when the second unit comes in, bring Jabari out for that second unit, and he can be your five. Like I think there are options outside of Capella that makes sense, and maybe even the best option is already on the roster. Yeah, I just you know watching Landau. I mean, you know, the three games on the West Coast, which we lost all th- all three of those by, what, a total of, what, eight points, something like that. I mean, just watching him in certain, you know, he's he's just not, you know, he threw one hook shot where he hit nothing, you know. I just, I somebody like a Capella, but I'm just saying Capella kind of dropped some hints about, like wanting to come back here. So I was just curious to see what you thought. Yeah. I mean, it, it could happen. I'm not, I'm not like totally thinking like it's not an option. Someone that I would maybe look a little bit more at, and I want to see if his contract makes a little bit more sense um, is Daniel Gafford from Washington. Um, he's a little bit more on, uh, you know, he's got three years left on his deal but he's not making 22. He's making about 12 to 14 million. And that kind of, that lines up a little bit better. I think with, with Oladipo's contract, if I'm not mistaken, um, I, I don't have the numbers like off the top of my head, obviously, but um, you know, someone like him, I think makes a little bit more sense just because um, he's a little bit younger. He's someone that they can, you know, truly build around. And obviously Washington's not doing anything right. this year. And they're Washington's about to have a huge fire sale. Um, right. You know, they're going to Gallinari is going to be gone. Uh, you know, maybe Jordan Poole ends up being gone. I don't think that's really going to happen with Jordan Poole. But, you know, for, if, Joel, if Jordan Poole is your number one option, like you're going to you're going to not be a good team. So they are going to blow it up. And the Rockets may be a candidate for the receiving end on some of those players. Um, but yet yeah, Daniel Gafford, to me, makes a lot of sense as someone the Rockets could go out and target. Maybe someone. Um, for Detroit, Detroit has a lot of bigs that they may be able to go and target. Um, but honestly, like, I, I think that the Rockets, uh, 
should try to see what they currently have in Landale a little bit more, just because you want to, if you're going to make a trade, like making a trade, it's very easy for us to sit here in our chairs and be the armchair GM and say, yes, trade Landale, keep this guy, trade Oladipo, keep this guy. Um, But when you make a trade, you know, especially for a team like the Rockets, that's trying to build chemistry as they go, you know, taking away a piece of that, it's not as easy as we make it out to seem because we are, uh, you know, trading these guys like we're on 2K. Um, But it's so it'll be tricky, but especially for a team like the Rockets that's performing well and you want to be able to find a way uh, to figure that out. So um, it's definitely something to monitor because I do agree with you. I do think that Landale um, could be better than what he has been, Um, but I do think it is still – a tiny bit early to me making those determinations. We are only 15 or so games in, into the season. Uh, come back to me in two weeks, and I'll, and I'll give you a, maybe a better answer. I just don't see, you know, if you get rid of Landell, I don't uh, see that as much of a, as a killing chemistry. I don't think he's been around long enough with some of these guys to have that chemistry built. But I will say this, and I'll let you all, finish it up what I watched tonight and I was kind of flipping back and forth between the UT game and this is that in the fourth quarter when I saw Denver with about seven and a half minutes left I think they cut it to what Michael like nine something like that I I realized having Van Fleet on this team he he last year we would have totally lost this game this is a guy who keeps this whole team calm, under control. And even when it gets close, they're they're starting to get that feeling that they can win these close games, you know? And this wasn't even a close game at the end, but I'm just saying in the fourth, you know, Denver cut it to like nine, and they were on a nice little roll. So I like like the moves that they've made. So you're right, maybe we got to – Stick with uh, these guys a little longer. Jeremy, do you have any uh, final thoughts? Um, yeah, I think we, we were t- I saw a little bit of conversation about uh, the, the starters playing a lot of minutes tonight. Um, and yep. I think that tonight, you know, given the fact that it was a tournament game, the fact that they are going to be off for these next uh, three days, they don't play again until Tuesday. Um, I think that, that Ime was a little bit more lenient with some of this, like Shangun playing 43 minutes is, is not something you'll normally see. Um, but I think that given the circumstances of the night, I think that it was okay that they kind of played a little bit longer now that they'll have some, some days off to kind of recuperate. Um, but yeah, it is, you know, you want, you want more depth. Um, you look at the teams that are at the top of the league, uh, Denver included. You know, Denver, they won last year, not just because they had Jokic. Obviously, that was a big part of it. But their depth, their bench was really strong. Um, and that is something that the Rockets are going to need to develop in order to be able to contend in the playoffs. But I do think that with guys like Jay Sean Tate, guys like Tari Eason, Aaron Holiday, Amen Thompson, like you see a bench that could be uh, very competitive in the playoffs. Like, it's a very good bench. Uh, but, yes, it could be great, and you want to have those guys that you feel comfortable putting out there. And the more comfortable you feel – like, the more guys you feel comfortable about, 
um, as this whole season goes on. Because if we're being honest with ourselves, the Western Conference is going to be a bloodbath this year. It really is. And to get a top six spot, I really do think that is that should be the Rockets' goal at this point. Top six is certainly not out of the question. Um, I think tonight they're going to be at number, what, number seven right now. Um, but obviously it is still very early in the season and just a game or two uh, separates them from uh, the number one seed. They're only two and a half games back of being number one with Minnesota. So it's going to be like every game is going to count. It's not just these tournament games that add a little bit more um, to the to the pie. Every game counts and the Rockets are going to need to try to win every single game they can and you want to have as many guys as uh you want to have out there that you feel comfortable can get you a win so um yeah i think once a thompson comes back it's going to do a lot that front court maybe add some depth for some lineups maybe he may can can experiment a little bit more with lineups uh play a little bit smaller um I, i'd love to see that um but yeah it's it's gonna be fun if the rockets keep playing like this uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the 70-something games, 60-something games we have left. Uh, 68 games, but I do think that that is oh, a that's not nice. decent place to park the rocket ship for tonight. Jeremy, thank you. Pops, thank you for joining the Thanks show tonight having- on this WPOD. Rockets win 105-86. to 86. Jeremy laid it out earlier. But our next show will be on Tuesday of next week. Rockets next week start a three-game road trip. Tuesday at Dallas, Wednesday at Denver, Saturday at the Lakers. So we'll be back live with you on Tuesday night after the Mavericks game. If you're on Twitter, make sure to follow Kiss of Death at RocketsFFSN. Follow my incredibly talented co-pilot Jeremy Brenner on X, formerly known as Twitter at. Oh, oh, so now we're acknowledging that it's X. Uh, yeah, it's probably time we start doing that, Jeremy. I, you're welcome. Follow me on that at, uh, Jeremy Brenner, J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. And you can go follow, uh, my co-pilot, Michael Brown on Twitter. Uh, Mike Brown underscore 2020. It's 9.52 PM Central Standard Time. It's a good time to point out that the Utah Jazz have never won an NBA title. We'll be back live with you on Tuesday night. And until next time, Rockets fans. Go Rockets. Go Rockets.